The greatest gift God has given this world is the precious gift of grace. Please understand that grace is not a teaching. Grace is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. John 1.17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Open your spirit and prepare to receive, through Bishop Herb Andrew, God's Word of Grace, which is building you up from the inside out, while positioning you to enjoy the inheritance Jesus paid for with His blood. This is your moment of grace. Hi, I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and welcome to your moment of grace. You know, the Bible teaches that we as believers, we should always be growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I think it's important that we understand that growing in grace, it ultimately requires that we have some working understanding of the differences between the law of God and the grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, there are major differences between the old covenant of law and the new covenant of grace. And it's so unfortunate that so many believers, so many are operating with limited knowledge and really don't understand the significance or neither do they understand the importance of the distinction between the law and the grace. Think about it for a moment. Law. It always looks to man. It always looks to man's efforts and man's ability, while grace is totally different in that grace always focuses all attention on Jesus Christ and his finished work. The law, it demands from man while grace actually supplies. Law demands righteousness from man in which man has no righteousness to give. But grace, it supplies us with the righteousness that law literally demands. See, law condemns while grace justifies. So there are so many differences between law and grace. And if, in fact, we're going to grow in grace, we must understand that law and grace are totally different and they should never, ever be combined. Think about it for a moment. Law is what you can consider deserved favor. Yes, law can be considered as deserved favor. In other words, when you obey the commandments and you obey them perfectly, then you will be blessed. But grace, on the other hand, is undeserved favor. In other words, because Jesus obeyed God perfectly, now we are blessed by simply placing our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And it's so interesting because when you study the Bible, the law, it is represented by a mountain called Mount Sinai, where grace is represented by Mount Zion. Let's look at it, if you would, in Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12 is an awesome passage of scripture because it makes a comparison between Mount Sinai, which represents the law, and Mount Zion, which represents grace. 
It's amazing because the Hebrew writer, he was actually speaking to Hebrew believers who, although they were saved by grace, they were still attempting to hold on to the law. That sounds like many believers today, because yes, we understand that we are saved by grace, but for some reason we have been teaching and we believe that we are saved by grace, but if we're going to be blessed, it is going to be through the law. It is going to be through our personal obedience. So that's why Hebrews 12, I believe, is so significant and is so powerful because it makes a contrast. It makes a comparison between Mount Sinai, which is the place of law, and Mount Zion, which is a place of grace. Listen to what the word of God says in Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse number 18. The Bible says, for you, talking to these Hebrew believers, he says, as a believer, you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and to tempest. Now notice, Mount Sinai is what he's referencing here. We talked about it somewhat last week, how it was that when the law was established in Exodus chapter number 19, when the law was established, there was a great shaking that took place. God himself shook the earth. And the Bible says that, that it was so petrifying that the people themselves did not want to hear from God. They said, Moses, you speak to us, but please do not allow God to speak to us. And listen to what the Hebrew writer says as he's talking to these new covenant believers. He says to them that you have not come to this mountain, referring to Mount Sinai. And then he goes on to describe Mount Sinai. He says that it is a mountain that, that may be touched. It is a, a physical or a natural mountain. It is a mountain that burned with fire. It is a place of a flaming fire. He says that this mountain, this mountain, Mount Sinai, it is a place of blackness, darkness, and gloom, a place of destructive winds and destructive whirlwinds. But God says to, to the believer, the Hebrew writer says to these Hebrew believers, this is not the mountain that you have come to. He goes on to say in that following verse, and the sound of the trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it beg that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. Listen to what this writer is saying to us. He says, you have not come to this mountain that may be touched, that burn with fire to blackness and darkness and tempest. As believers, we have not come to Mount Sinai, the mountain of law, the place of flame and fire, darkness and gloom, destructive winds or whirlwinds. He says in that 19th verse, and the sound of trumpet and a voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the words should not be spoken to them anymore. In other words, this sound of trumpet, 
the voice of words, it is actually speaking of God's voice. On the mountain of law, God's voice is so overwhelming that it caused the people to literally become fearful of God. So much so, think about this, their God, their, 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 their heavenly father. The Bible says that on the mountain of law, his voice is so overwhelming that people become fearful of him, so much so that they no longer want God to speak to them. They would rather hear the voice of man. And the question that comes to mind is why? Why on this mountain of law? Why on Mount Sinai is the voice of God producing fear? It would seem like to me, that if we could hear God speaking to us, that should make us confident, that should encourage us. But on this mountain of law, on Mount Sinai, the Bible says that those who heard God's voice, they begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. His voice was so overwhelming on the place of law that it literally made the people fearful. Why is that so? Well, verse 20 tells us why. It says, for they could not endure what was commanded. There it is right there. It says, for they could not endure what was commanded. In other words, on this mountain of law, no one can handle the burden that the law presents. No one can handle uh, all of the laws. No one could, could live life and, and obey all of the laws that were given unto us. And fear comes about when you realize that you're unable to meet the standards of God because God's standards require perfection. I know that you're good. I know that you consider yourself better than most people. But the fact of the matter is, regardless to how good you are, regardless to whether you feel you're better than most or not, the fact of the matter is, none of us are able to live up to the laws of God. And because of this, on Mount Sinai, the people of God, they were fearful of God. They were fearful of his voice. The 21st verse says, and so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and I also am trembling. Not only were the people afraid of God's voice, but when Moses saw all that was taking place, even their leader was exceedingly afraid and even their leader trembled in fear. See, understand, Mount Sinai, the place of the law, it is a place of fear that will ultimately produce death. How can, how can this, this mountain of, of, of law, where, where, where the wonderful law of God is, is, is released into the earth realm, how can that be a place of fear that will ultimately produce death? Well, I'll tell you how. The law, even though it is good, 
The law, unfortunately, is not good for us because the law, it cannot make you righteous. The law simply exposes our sin and sin always separates us from God for the wages of sin is death. You see the law, the letter, the Bible says kills, but it is the spirit of God, the spirit of grace that gives life. Understand Mount Sinai, the place of law. It is a place of fear that will ultimately produce death. But I came today with some good news for the good news is this. The Bible says, according to verse 18, you heard it, you read it yourself, that you as a new covenant believer, you have not come to this mountain. You have not come to this mountain of law. You have not come as a new covenant believer to Mount Sinai, the mountain of law, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. Listen, we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about Mount Zion, the city of the living God. For you and I as believers, we have not come to this mountain, this mountain of law that produces fear and that produces death. We've not come to that mountain, but we have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. Mount Zion is the mountain of grace. We'll talk about that next week. Be encouraged and remember for you have not come to this mountain. I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this has been your moment of grace. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms by subscribing to our Beacon Light of Homer YouTube channel and following us on Beacon Light of Homer Facebook and Instagram pages. Join us for a life-changing word on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. for our Beacon Light of Homer worship experience or Wednesday on our Grace Reloaded Bible Study at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bishop Herb would love to hear from you. Leave your comments and be sure to stay connected by subscribing to this Moment of Grace podcast. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, make sure you share it with your friends and loved ones. Remember, because of his awesome grace, our God is faithful to manifest every blessing and benefit Jesus has paid for through his finished work on the cross of Calvary. Our part is to believe, receive, and enjoy what has already been provided, motivated by his tremendous love. Until next time, this has been your moment of grace. Thank you for sharing on today.